Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We work hard as physicians to take care of the health and well-being of our patients. But when it comes to our money, do we have the same condition of care? Probably, probably not. Let's change that together. Welcome to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast, where we'll fight and advocate for your financial literacy. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. Thanks for being here. Let's jump into the show. This week's episode is sponsored by CityVest. CityVest has quickly become the most popular and best way for doctors to invest in top-performing real estate private equity funds that are usually reserved for institutional investors. This unique access to investing in these institutional funds is available for the first time ever through CityVest's easy and secure online investment platform. CityVest does the hard work of conducting due diligence and vetting the investments. They even get a third-party due diligence report that is posted on their website. As a result of aggregating a several million dollar investment amount into their access funds, CityVest gains access to investing in the institutional investment and is able to negotiate better investment terms such as a 12% preferred return. You can check them out at cityvest.com or go to the link in the show notes below. Welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about four pillars of freedom, time, financial, location, emotional freedom. And the podcast has grown uh, since 2020. Initially had physicians that are guests in the audience, and now it's grown and expanded. So now hopefully both the audience and the guests can learn from each other. So in that light, I have uh, Dr. Cherry Chen, and she's the host and founder of The Real Estate Physician. And she's her name... Um, her unique selling proposition, she's in the niche of real estate syndicates. So today, uh, and I know it's a very popular field for physicians. So we're going to talk all about real estate investing, passive investing. So uh, Jerry, welcome. Yeah. Hey, Chris, uh, thanks for having me on. And I definitely resonate, you know, with those four pillars and values you mentioned. And it's, you know, the same exact ones, actually, when I think about investing. So I'm really glad we align on that. Hopefully, we can have a just a really great conversation today. Yeah, yeah, I know we had, uh, we, we know you had a couple of, um, you know, you, you uh, do the real estate physician, it's a, it's a newsletter, a blog, a lot of information and education for physicians interested in real estate investing. And what's interesting is you're on the passive investing side. So um, we'll get more into that, but tell us more about your background, your bio and how you got started. 
Yeah, um, so I'm an internal medicine hospitalist, uh, so it's about seven years in. It feels a lot longer sometimes, but um, I started, you know, basically investing uh, or looking into investing uh, first year as an attending, right? Um, and it's really self-taught, self-guided, because I'm sure you and our uh, listeners understand we weren't taught. So everything with medicine has been like so straightforward, um, you know, spoon fed to you, of course, we have to study, but it was a very set, you know, path, right. Um, but that didn't involve anything about finance or investing besides the 401k, which is what I was investing into. But it really just started with um, being a curious person. And I was just, you know, wondering, hey, is there anything else besides my 401k I can invest into? Um, you know, I was getting paid as an attending. I was like, okay, this is extra cash. Well, what can I do with it um, after, you know, putting into my 401k? So it really honestly started with that. Um, and then uh, understanding um, just, you know, real estate intuitively. Um, I had never invested before. Um, and so having lived in apartments through med school and, and, and residency, it was like, I think we can all understand it. But um, I really didn't know anything beyond, uh, you know, getting, a, you know, a rental and put it on Airbnb. Um, and that's kind of where I just started, you know, learning and devouring everything um, on the internet, basically. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I know before we get, uh, well, we'll get into this question is, um, you know, real estate, especially real estate investing, and especially syndications are very popular for physicians. So, you know, in a nutshell, because physicians are a very unique cohort, because they're high income earners, but uh, tell us, you know, why the specific advantages of real estate investing over, you know, a 401k or the equities? Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I didn't know any of that before I started investing even into real estate into my first, you know, syndication. But um, I would definitely say it's, you know, rather than look at, you know, hey, what are the specific returns, really understanding the asset class as a whole, as a whole but also understanding yourself, right? So why I personally enjoy, you know, uh, into investing into syndication is I like to remain passive. Um, I working as a hospitalist, I don't want to, you know, uh, dig into every market and have to dig through all this data or underwrite these deals, talk to brokers 24 seven, uh, to find that one property, right, that might take hundreds, if not thousands of hours. And then that's just the beginning, right. And then after you get a property under contract is the management, uh, you can uh, have a third party, but it doesn't relieve you of all of your responsibilities, right. And so I wanted to be as passive as possible. Um, and that's why syndications make a lot of sense for physicians because you have the capital uh, you want exposure to real estate or diversify from stocks but you don't want the liability or to spend all the you know limited amount of free time you have into you know hunting for real estate deals right some people might love it and that's great but I wasn't that type uh, or I learned I wasn't that type um, and then just the investment itself uh, most of you know my investments or what we share are you know apartment buildings right and so you do give yourself I, in my opinion, less risk when you have 200 units versus a one unit um, by one occupant, right? So we can definitely dig into the more details, but just from a broad level view, I wanted to be as passive as possible and understanding ways to decrease the risk uh, of my investment, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really fantastic introduction. And, um, you know, a couple of questions was, um, for example, um, there's always been the debate in the physician community between, you know, which produces the greatest returns, either the stock market or real estate. So we'll get into the um, specifics of like why, you know, what are the advantage of, of real estate over over the equity markets? 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think uh, especially I feel like as I've invested uh, many years now, uh, when I'm looking at returns, certainly most investors and me personally, when I first started out, it was like, OK, what is my percent return? Right. Or whatever, you know, <laughs> cash on cash or uh, my annualized return. Um, but also think of it more broadly um, as a physician is, well, what is the return of my time of my effort? But just broadly speaking, you know, um, uh, I am not a stock market or equities expert, um, and you can definitely correct me, but it is just comparing some of the main, I think, generalized principles of the stock market is much more liquid. So it can be, uh, some people say it's more uh, volatile or unpredictable, right? Um, I can wake up tomorrow, it can be up 10%, 20, 30, or it could go the other way, right? Uh, versus real estate, just by nature, you know, you cannot sell it, you know, the next morning, right? Um, so it is more illiquid, but also uh, the uh, the same flip side of the coin is it is more um, stable or predictable, right? Um, depending on your business model, so um, that's one one way. Um, the most uh, other more attractive way is just some of the um, uh, tax benefits you can have by just being a real estate investor. Um, that applies to most all real estate investors in different fashions, not just if you are in a syndication versus your stock portfolio um, is, you know, uh, not as tax efficient. Um, and those are just the general, um, uh, basically, tax benefits the government has for people who invest into real estate. So you're not special if you're in a syndication, but, you know, uh, we can dig into that as well. But I would say those are the two most common um, um, without, like, talking about, okay, what is the time it would take me as a physician if I wanted to be active real estate or do it on my own. Um, and, and that for me is much more uh, important, especially uh, as I invest more or as we get older, have family is what is the return on time and how, uh, what is like, you know, my headache, you know, uh, my sanity <laughs> when I'm in an investment. Um, I hope it, you know, definitely enhances my life rather than takes away from my life. So those are just some of the other things um, I consider. Doctor Doc is a personal lending solution designed by doctors for doctors. We understand that doctors' financial situations change faster than an insulin drip and ketoacidosis. And we also understand that doctors are the most reliable borrowers in the world. Through our proprietary algorithm, we're able to provide personal loans at great rates with amazing flexibility because we take into account your schooling, your specialty, and where you are in the medical journey. Doctors come to us after they've matched into residency and we loan for all sorts of personal reasons, from credit card debt consolidation to family expenses and medical bills. We speak with everyone who applies for a loan and offer fixed interest rates and flexible term options without prepayment penalties. If you're a physician looking for a personal loan, fill out our application form now. It only takes three minutes and we'll get back to you with a decision within 24 hours. I've been talking a lot with my physician colleagues, you know, recently and they're, you know, just with the market volatility and, you know, uh, just, you know, companies can go under and they're, and, you know, especially in this time, hard assets, you know, real estate, uh, gold, all of these things are very nice to hold because, you know, it's physical and tangible. So, and you control it. Um, two questions I had. The first question I had was, um, so, you know, you can do active, which is like essentially being a landlord, which, you know, a lot of physicians shy away from. It's not a really good return on your time or, or capital. Uh, the, so, you know, if you, for example, if you want to invest in syndications, which is a passive way, 
what's the difference uh, from REITs? Like, because they're, they're, they're both passive, right? So what, tell us about that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I, I've actually never invested into a REIT, you know, real estate investment trust, but you can, you know, uh, you know, buy the stock, right? Um, hopefully I'm saying it correctly, because <laughs> I just don't do that. But, um, and so, um, and then the inside of it, the, the company might hold shares of apartments, right? So uh, when you look at it as an investor, I think you see, okay, I'm investing into apartments or self storage, right? But because of the way that the investment vehicle is created, um, you have different benefits that pass down or do not pass down to you, right? And so whenever you invest into a REIT, you, you know, you purchase it, it is more liquid, right? Because you can sell it tomorrow if you wanted to. You don't have to hold it um, long-term like real estate, uh, but then you don't receive the tax benefits of as if you were actually an equity owner or holding the real estate yourself. You're holding paper shares of a company that then go purchases these shares. So you don't get any of the tax benefits. Um, versus when you invest into a real estate syndication or go purchase your own you know, properties, you actually hold equity. Therefore, you receive the tax benefits that do get passed down to you um, as, uh, as an equity owner. And when you invest um, into a syndication um, as a uh, passive investor, all of those benefits do get passed on to you. Uh, so, you know, that's just that's just a good, nice benefit, right, um, of that. So that's one, one of the main, main differences short of understanding the liquidity and illiquidity of REITs being um, on the stock market. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think the number one uh, depreciation is like phantom income. So it's, you know, it's almost like you're making money and it's, um, you actually, you can hold a lot of real estate and on paper you look poor because of all of the depreciation and the tax benefits. So, um, the, yeah, go ahead. Oh no. Yeah. Huh. And that's, you know, I, I was like, especially when I first heard it for the first time, I was like, I don't know what that means. Um, but you know, <laughs> just, um, why, you know, uh, real estate, why many people hold it, you know, outside of stocks or whatnot is it's just think, uh, well, if I make an investment, if I actually get to keep more of my money, as we understand as doctors, <laughs> if I actually got to keep what my, you know, uh, you know, my W2 salary was, you'd have more money, right? And so those tax benefits you get as a real estate investor basically just allows you to hold on to more of that money that was coming back to you rather yeah. than it being taxed away. Yeah. 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 Um, the, uh, the other question I had was, um, a lot of, um, so this question between direct active and passive, and do you think, um, well, I mean, in your experience, um, cause I started out with direct active real estate investing and that really taught me a lot of business skills, but, um, you know, it took a lot of time. Um, can physicians just go directly towards the passive side or you think it's better to, um, you know, own one or two properties just to get, um, you know, a good feel of it and then move into passive. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's definitely, you know, personality specific and, you know, what your goals are. Um, I actually think uh, personally, I would say it's the other way around where I think it's easier to uh, go into maybe one or two passive deals uh -huh. see how you like it, see how generally um, real estate works and in that process, educating yourself, right? Um, and then if you're like, hey, you know, I love, you know, reading these reports of financials, I love reading what the property management is doing, I want to go do this on my own, right? So I think it's the other, otherwise, the other way around. Um, 
but it's, um, you know, it really just depends because I see, you know, several physicians who go out and then purchase several rentals within a year, right? That's kind of, I think we're grateful or blessed in that way where we have the capital, you can get the loan, um, you're not saving up three, four, five years possibly to, to get a loan. Um, and so I think in that way, we, we have much lower, I guess, you know, obstacle to, to go purchase. Um, but uh, I think then you need to really understand, uh, but not only purchase, right, but knowing you're actually buying the right kind of property, right? Uh, it's different to, to win a property versus the cash flow, the management, the operations. Um, and when you are a passive investor, um, like I mentioned, it's usually these, you know, 200 unit apartment buildings where the property itself can support a third party uh, professional management company who, you know, you have a leasing agent, you have maintenance, you have, you know, marketing, uh, the property can support that because it is just um, much larger scale, right? And so um, I think that's easier because then you can learn from all of that um, as a passive investor, ask as many questions as you want, um, rather than jumping and, you know, uh, most of these syndications, you know, the minimum is 50,000, which might be less than what you would be putting down, uh, you know, on a rental, uh, for example. Yeah, 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 those are all good pearls and tidbits. Um, for for someone that's really, for the, someone who's listening to this and interested in syndications, you mentioned, you know, when you were starting out some resources, what are some resources or books or blogs or, you know, YouTube channels that really helped you? Yeah. So I basically just like, literally I'm an internist as well. So I like <laughs> to like pretty much learn every little detail, but I basically just like read everything I could get my hands on um, uh, podcasts. I love podcasts. So that was a great way for me to learn. Um, and um, there was something really specific, you know, for physicians, maybe one or two resources. So that's kind of what I built, you know, the real estate physician platform off of. But I would say like, um, most people would say bigger pockets, is just a great resource, because it's very uh, uh, community friendly, education friendly, and it covers just such a broad range, not only syndications, right. And so I would definitely say start there. Um, if you're brand new um, into real estate, um, I think that's a great resource. Yeah. And there's, there's so much, I mean, podcasts, YouTube, I mean, you can yeah. go on this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's overwhelming. It's definitely overwhelming. <laughs> um, and I think that's why it's nice to have, whether, you know, like you, the, your podcast, right. It's directed toward physicians. Um, the real estate physician platform is directed. I kind of basically created a, what a, what I would have wanted um, and, you know, helping physicians answer questions in, you know, 30 minutes rather than, you know, you coming home, you're busy, and then you put it off for another year, right? Um, and so it's just to make it easier for people who are in the same, you know, in the same space as you. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then you know, now you meant, because really what's interesting is you created a platform, the real estate physician. I know you've um, done syndicates in the past, and, you know, a lot of people are interested um, in learning more about you, um, you know, following you, visiting you. Uh, how can they do that? Yeah, I mean, the easiest way is just the realestatephysician.com. And uh, whenever you sign up, there's definitely like more information there. Um, we I wrote a 70, 72 page guide for physicians. So if you're first time looking, the whole point is not to convince you that syndications, you know, are the best thing or you hear other people talk about it. So you have to do it. Um, the, the main point was this serves as a primer and uh, you should definitely be able to finish it within like two hours. And then after you finish it, it's supposed to be, hey, 
okay, it makes sense. Um, I think it makes sense for me. Let me learn a little bit more or to figure out, hey, this does not make sense for me. Then you don't jump into investments that you don't understand or just are not a good fit for you. Um, and then I connect with all of our investors um, on the phone because uh, I really want to get to know everybody. And so that's a great way to uh, reach me if you're interested. Yeah. And for all the guests um, and audience listening, um, Dr. Chen's resources links will be all in the show notes. Um, so one one final question I had for you, because especially you know during these times, um, the number one question I get from clients and people are, is you know what what are your thoughts on the housing market, especially with this you know economic uncertainty, you know recession. What are your thoughts? Yeah, that's a hard question, <laughs> but <laughs> I would say, so um, I would say definitely, you know, real estate has, and I believe is, you know, local, if not hyper-local, right? So um, to really, uh, um, I would say, sift through the data in an educated way, right? Because there's clickbaits just across, you know, all platforms and in all the areas, right? And so you see real estate recession, but what state, what market, you know, there's, <laughs> the, the U.S. is so big, right? So I would definitely say, read everything with a grain of salt, but also, you know, talk to people who are actually doing it right, rather than a, a clickbait headline. Um, yeah. Like, for example, we have a lot of properties in Texas, right? And so, uh, for example, whether it's recession coming up, or we are in a recession, or when COVID hit, and everybody thought, you know, the, um, it would be a disaster, right? Um, in fact, all of the housing fundamentals actually improved and strengthened for example, in Texas through COVID, because there were trends such as people moving, uh, uh, jobs moving, headquarters moving, that happened before COVID and in fact strengthened more through COVID. So we saw rents go up, in fact, in Texas, right? When people thought it would plummet. So one, it's um, especially real estate is, I would say, hyper-local. And, and two, to really um, uh, differentiate between what you're reading between the data and how it's presented. And if you if you're confused or don't know, like most of us, because uh, we're busy, um, <laughs> is to ask somebody who's actually you know doing it right, or go on bigger pockets. That is, if you see, you know, the whole forum people refuting the data or or saying something different, then it's definitely worth another look. And 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 then nobody nobody agrees, right? So, um, <laughs> I would say talk to somebody who probably has more experience than you, right? Yeah. 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 Those are really good pieces of wisdom. So, uh, Cherry, it's been a great discussion. I really enjoyed talking to you. And I know a lot of um, people will come to your website, you know, hear more about you, you know, all of your offerings. So, and thanks so much for sharing your knowledge and all of your expertise. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, Chris. And um, definitely reach out with any questions, um, whether you're first time or invested before, um, I'm always available to answer questions first. I'm excited that you made it for another episode. You are truly the best. If you've been following the show for a while, you know that my passion is to bring you the education you need to find your path to financial freedom. Please come back week after week for new content, new resources, and great guests. Until then, if you haven't already, please be sure to check out the website, www.drchrislewmdphd.com for more support. I'll see you next week. Thank you.